the first Apple Silicon Mac system will be coming later this year. And while it may or may not be a new 12-inch MacBook Air, I kind of all shades want it to be a new 12-inch MacBook Air. Yeah, I said what I said. Here's why. Sponsored by Backblaze. I'm Rene Ritchie, and for everything Apple Silicon, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the bell right now. Okay, so when Steve Jobs pulled the original 13-inch MacBook Air out of that envelope, it was an industry-shocking moment. It was a symbol of what Apple could do with Intel, something they could simply have never done with PowerPC. And it wasn't even good. It was slow, it had barely any ports, and the ones it did have were hidden behind a Millennium Falcon-style landing ramp. Also, it was just hella expensive. But then, a few years later, Steve Jobs pulled out a second-generation Air, the one that solved all of the problems of the first, the one with the wedge-shaped design, just enough ports, and a price tag that was going to be steadily ratcheted down to that magical number, $999. It was so good, Intel just straight-up clone-stamp-tooled as many of them as they could, with as many vendors as they could, to kickstart what became an entire generation of Ultrabooks. Then, Apple tried to do it again. Taking lessons from the iPad, they made an even thinner, lighter 12-inch MacBook. It had a terraced battery to fit even more cells into even less space, a single USB-C port, because if you can't have none, you might as well have one, and a butterfly keyboard that would end up costing all of us just almost half a decade of pain. Now, don't get me wrong, a lot of people love the 12-inch, myself included, but like the original Air, it was the kind of love that just hurt. Unlike the Air, though, that 12-inch just never got its second generation, never got a price drop that made it truly mainstream, never even got an exceptional update that allowed it to become the rule. Instead, Apple went with an all-new third-generation MacBook Air. But now, with the advent of Apple Silicon, maybe Apple can keep the Air and just stealth it up as well. In other words, maybe Apple can reimagine the MacBook Air in a way that also reinvents the 12-inch MacBook. You know it. ¿Por qué no le dos? Okay, let's start with the display. The current MacBook Air has a 13.3-inch Retina LCD, but that's with fairly chunky old-school bezels. That's because, so far, only the 16-inch MacBook Pros had the bezels Thanos-snapped in half. But if Apple were to similarly snap back the MacBook Air bezels, well, we could probably get that display all the way up to 14 inches. Now, there's been a lot of talk about Apple going all-in on mini-LED. That's a display technology that uses around 10,000 tiny, 200-micron LEDs grouped into local dimming zones to make displays with deeper blacks and contrast ratios much closer to OLED, but without the burn-in, the off-axis color shifting, and the other problems just inherent to OLED. But my guess is that Apple is going to save that technology for the MacBook Pro, at least to start off with, while costs are still high and yields are still low. Same with ProMotion, 120Hz adaptive refresh rates. And that's just because the Air's panel has always been just below the MacBook Pros. But let's get it at least up to DCI-P3 wide gamut. So the reds are every bit as rich and the greens just as deep as the big toys. Because it's 2020 already, damn it. But then, then. This 13.3 inch MacBook Air isn't the whole story. Because it has a younger brother too. Let's do that again, but with the hot new 14-inch slowly spinning around to reveal that all-new reimagined 12-inch as well. The one that, just like back then, will show ultralights what an ultralight really is. And of course, here's where some of you will tell me you'd love a touchscreen as well. 
and I'll just hand solo nod and say, I know. Hit that like button so Apple knows as well. Johnny Saruji, who runs Apple Silicon, teased a whole family of system on a chips for the next generation of Macs. I've done a couple of videos already on why that's so much more than ARM and why it's so important. Links for both of those in the description. Okay, so right now, the test kit Apple made for developers is using the 2020 iPad Pro's A12Z, but Mac Silicon isn't gonna be iPad Silicon. It's gonna be Mac Silicon. Still, if any Mac Silicon is gonna be the most like iPad Silicon, I think it'll be what's found in the most iPad-like Mac. In other words, the ultralight. In terms of technology, it'll be closer to what's coming for the iPhone 12 and the next generation iPads, of course, maybe including the ARM V9 instruction set architecture or ISA or Taiwan Semiconductor's new five nanometer process. But in terms of CPU cores, GPU cores, neural engine cores, and all the other accelerators and controllers that make Apple Silicon, Apple Silicon, I think this will be the closest to that including being fanless, which the 12-inch MacBook Pro only pulled off because Intel's Y-series Corium processors were so anemic. But the iPad has always pulled off, even the iPad Pro, which has a chipset that makes Intel look like puny banner compared to its just Hulk smash by comparison. And that would just make for a much more powerful Air that's also, finally, truly stealth. Now, I'm not sure about Face ID. I mean, I'd love to have it everywhere, on every Mac, but to maintain product and pricing differentiation between the Air and the Pro lines, maybe it sticks with Touch ID instead. Like with the A11 on the iPhone 8 and 10, and the A13 on the iPhone 11 and SE, the silicon doesn't care. It can handle either, maybe even both. Let me know what you prefer in the comments below. Now, there will be some Mac-specific elements on the silicon as well, like hypervisor support baked in, and PCIe lanes for Thunderbolt. The 12-inch MacBook had one port like the original MacBook Air, and basically every iPad since Steve Jobs just ripped the landscape one off the prototype. Google it. But every MacBook Air since then has had at least two. A couple managed to fit in even more. Wild, I know. But objectively, for real, two USB ports are just fine for me on an ultralight, especially if they'll be the new USB 4 ports, which keep the same USB-C connector, but fold in Thunderbolt spec for even faster speeds. I just really, really wanna have them on both sides. And I know that makes for far more complicated power architecture, but worth it, says the analyst who has absolutely no responsibility to deliver said architecture. It just makes connecting everything more convenient, plugging in power, peripherals, did I say everything? And ultralight kinda demands ultra convenience as well. In terms of keyboard and trackpad, I think the current MacBooks are all set. I know a few people still miss the stability of the butterfly keys and others the absolute clickety-clackety units of the MacBooks of yore, but the current scissor switch magic keyboards are either a fine compromise or just the best of both worlds. And the force touch trackpad has been absolutely aces for years. And the latest spatial audio speakers are also just super solid. I don't think the Air will get what the 16-inch MacBook Pro has, at least not anytime soon, but even what the current 13-inches have had is just really, really good. The only thing that absolutely 100% needs to be fixed and hard is the terrible 720p as in potato webcams. Those just need to die by fire. Bump them, notch them, I'll take whatever it takes at this point. Just get a modern iOS quality FaceTime camera into the Mac and stat. All the Macs. All the stats.
Now, the sweet spot for the MacBook Air has always been $999. Apple Silicon may eventually be less expensive per chip than what Intel charges, but the upfront R&D and the opportunity costs will be huge. And Apple typically tries to make those investments back right up front when early adopters and excitement drive the least price sensitive of sales. So we could see an Apple Silicon MacBook Air blip back up in price, albeit briefly, but I hope not. Instead, I hope everything Apple's learned about making the fully integrated iPad lets them keep the cost at $999 at launch, even if that's for the 12-inch version and the 14-inch version is like $1099 or whatever. But I also hope that Apple's master plan for the Mac is the same one they've been using for the iPad, where they continue to fund advanced technology at the high end covered by those more premium prices, but then push that technology down the line and down to the entry-level pricing. It's exactly what Apple's done with the $329 iPad, which has gotten more and more features, become a better and better deal just year over year. Letting the latest, greatest Apple Silicon Macs command those premium prices is fine, especially at launch, but it should also let the entry levels drop down year over year, closer to iPad pricing, because that would just be transformative. Just like the $6 a month automatic unlimited backups from Backblaze have been transformative for data protection. No gimmicks, no gotchas, just all your documents, music, photos, videos, every important piece of business, every irreplaceable memory, all of it, all backed up for just $6 a month. Not like an extra chore or extra work or extra job for you to do every day. You just set Backblaze up and it just goes to work in the background constantly keeping your data safe. And that's really the only way to make sure it gets done and your data stays safe. You don't lose your contracts, your taxes, your wedding videos, your baby pictures, your life. Because if anything happens, you can restore your files from anywhere. You can access them via the mobile app, download them directly from the web, or if it's just way too much, get them sent to you by mail. You pay for the hard drive and they ship it to you with all your files. You restore them and you can even ship the hard drive back within 30 days and get a refund. Backblaze is already protecting over an exabyte of customer data. That's over a billion gigabytes and they've restored over 50 billion files to date. And you can go to backblaze.com slash Rene Ritchie and test it out for yourself. Start protecting your data today. Click on the link in the description or just go to backblaze.com slash Rene Ritchie and sign up for your free 15-day trial. Thanks, Backblaze. Thanks to all of you for your support. Check out my Apple Silicon playlist right up there and see you next video.